in Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 8. May we pray. Our Heavenly Father, guide us as we look at the wonderful Word of God tonight. And may we be persuaded by the Holy Spirit to ask in faith believing. In Jesus' name, amen. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. What a statement before he tells us to pray. He said, God knows what you need. You're not really telling him anything, except God plans for you to agree on earth as touching a certain thing and bring it before the Heavenly Father, and he'll give it. Most of the times we mumble our prayers. Are we like the guy that got tired of getting on his knees every night and he wrote his prayer out on a little piece of paper and hung it above his bed, got in bed and he said, Lord, them's my sentiments. That was his prayer. Jesus said, after this manner, therefore pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, he is not the man upstairs. He's not our big buddy. He's our Heavenly Father. And you can only approach Him if He is your Father. The unsaved can in mercy ask requests, and God may grant them, but He does not put Himself under obligation to do so. They say there are no atheists in the foxholes, there were many, many people in the foxholes of Iwo Jima, Normandy Beach, Vietnam, other places. And they prayed, Lord, if you'll just get me home, I'll serve you. They got home and forgot all about it. God in mercy heard their prayer, listened. But God does not put himself under obligation to answer the prayer of anybody that cannot call him our Father. And our Father is the address we use to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Sean is the father of six children. I can call him friend. I can call him Sean. I can call him Mr. Bowling. I can't call him father. He is my father. He's the father of Marcus and these other guys. The Heavenly Father is the Heavenly Father of those who trust His Son as their personal Savior. Keep that in mind. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name, praising the name of the Lord, recognizing who He is, honoring Him. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. This is a yieldedness to the will of God. Not coming and saying, Lord, I have to have my way about this, but I ask that your will be done. Even the Lord Jesus, in that dark night at Gethsemane, prayed, Lord, if it could be your will, may this cup be removed. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Give us this day our daily bread. That's the petition. And he didn't ask it for tomorrow. He said, for today. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
What a statement. Lord, I want you to forgive me the debts that I owe and the trespasses that I've committed against you, just like I forgive others who owe me debts and who have trespassed against me. Suppose we'd all begin practicing that. Some of our prayers, some of our sins would never be forgiven because we hold grudges. We don't forgive people. There's not one person within the sound of my voice today who has not been hurt by somebody else. Nor is there anyone who has not hurt somebody else. We're all guilty. And if we expect God to forgive us, then we need to forgive one another. And you know, we may get to the point where we say, well, I have forgiven them. I know I've forgiven them. And then all of a sudden, this thing looms up, that hurt, that misuse or that abuse that came. And we remember it again. You know, there are lots of people that are going to law today about abuses they've had as children. I know the law, the, the trial lawyers urge them to do it because they make money out of it. I hate to make a statement like that. The best thing a person can do who has been hurt by somebody else is to forgive them. Just like you want Jesus to forgive you. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. And then he goes on to say, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now why in the world would he say, Lord, deliver, lead us not into temptation? Do you think the Lord leads us into temptation? The word for temptation is sometimes trial. In the book of James, when he says, Be, make count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations or trials. Most of us don't count that as joy. We want to avoid it and run away from it as far as we can. But he says, Lord, lead us not into those trials. Now, Lord knows best, and he's, not, he's already said, Lord, thy will be done, not mine. But how many trials would we avoid if we'd pray like that? Lord, lead us not into those trials. Lead us not into temptation. And most of the time, when we're led into temptation and trials, it's because we're not following the will of God. Not always, but many times. Do you pray what road to take? when you go somewhere. I know a friend that prayed earnestly that the best way to get to a certain place was to go certain, take a certain road and he was going to take that road and his wife said, uh, I think we ought not to take that road. Let's take this other road. And the husband said, well, that other, this is the best road to go. It's, it's the quickest road. And she said, well, I just feel we ought to take the other road. So he listened to her. They traveled miles and miles. When they got to another city, they learned that the bridge over that other road had been hit by a barge and the bridge was knocked out and several people had gone down in the water to, de to death. That lady said, I had prayed that morning 
which road the Lord wanted us to take. And I felt impressed strongly. I didn't know why. I didn't know the bridge was out, but I just prayed. We ought to, I felt we ought to take this road. Do you pray about all things like that? Big things and little things? Lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Brother Johnny prepared a little booklet for our prayer vigil, Sweet Hour of Prayer. If you have not received one, you ought to get one out of the office. In this, he is quoting a very important evangelist. And here's what this evangelist has said. Prayer may include praise, but praise is not the only part of prayer. Prayer may include adoration, but adoration is not the only part of prayer. Prayer may include meditation, but meditation is not the only part of prayer. Humiliation may be part of prayer, but it is not the only part. Even confession, strictly confession, is not exactly prayer. It's telling God about our need. It's acknowledging to Him things. The Bible prayers were asking. The Savior commanded, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, and then follows a series of requests, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. And then follows a very simple statement. It's like a P.S. Jesus added on. For if ye forgive not men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will. If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive yours. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Is it possible that a lot of times our prayers are hindered because we have an unforgiving heart? Or we hold a grudge? Or we're mad at somebody? Or somebody hurt us? Or somebody owes us something and every time we see them we think of dollar signs? I know not everybody can do this, but the best thing you can do is when somebody wants to borrow some money, Give it to them if you can. That's what the Bible says. If you ever get it back, praise the Lord. If you don't get it back, don't hold it against them. You say, well, I can't afford to do that. Then don't loan the money. I'm not sure about co-signing for people. Dr. Lee used to say, I don't use notes when I preach. in so-called praying that does not ask for something. Too many people only window shop when they pray. They do not go after anything. They never bring anything home. As someone has said, prayer is not a lovely sedan for a sightseeing trip around the city. Prayer is a truck that goes straight to the warehouse, backs up, loads, and comes home with the goods. We are to go after something when we pray. We are to ask. And when we ask, we are to receive. 
When God invites us to pray, He invites us to ask things of Him. Ask and it shall be given you, Matthew 7, 7. For everyone that asketh receiveth. Ask and ye shall receive. Ye have not because ye ask not. We're at the end of our time tonight. But I want to ask you, are we really praying? We can praise the Lord. I love to praise the Lord. I love these songs. A good part of our service, every service is given to praising the Lord in song. A lot of time we pray. We pray on our knees every Wednesday night. Dr. W.A. Criswell installed in his church kneeling benches like the Catholic churches have. And whenever they prayed, that great First Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas, they all knelt as they prayed. I know you don't have to kneel as you pray. God doesn't look on our posture. He looks on our heart of humility. But when we pray, let's ask specifically. Don't just pray for all the missionaries in the world. Pray for ones that are on your heart. I do not brag about this because God could change at any moment. During the Vietnam War, we had a list of nearly a hundred men and women that were part of our church, either related to our church or part of our church. We prayed them every Wednesday night. We called their names in prayer. Not one of them was killed. I believe in prayer. When you see these names in our church bulletin, pray for them. Pray for these military people. Pray for our leaders. And I want to ask you to pray for our building program. We need over a million dollars. Somebody says, well, that's a big, big thing. Yes, it is big. We've got a big God. Somebody said he owns, a thousand, owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and we ask for a hamburger at a time. Let's ask him big things. He knows where those funds are. He knows what the need is. We've been 30 years without a building program. It is time. It is time. And so I want to ask you to pray that God will put on the hearts of us to be sacrificial in our giving. I don't know what it would be a sacrifice to you, I don't know what would be a sacrifice to me, but let's ask God, and he'll show us. Be specific. Say, Lord, please show me what I can sacrifice to give you, and God will bless us. And then let's pray for our nations. We're in a terrible confusion and turmoil in the world, the whole world. North Korea is threatening atomic warfare. They've told us that Iran is developing atomic warfare. Iraq has germ warfare, and it's known. And the terrorists have all kinds of equipment to hurt people with. Only God can steal the storm. Let's pray. May we stand and have prayer together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that God is in charge of our nation, our world.
The nations are like a drop in the bucket, according to thy word. But Lord, they can cause such confusion because they're led by Satan. Satan is loose in this world. He knows his time is short, but he sure is working at it. We pray you will fill every one of us with a spirit of prayer. May we be armed with the warfare of the Lord. And may we know that our warfare, our, our weapons are not carnal, but are spiritual to the tearing down of strongholds and the attack on the enemy. Now, Father, if there's one person in this place tonight who is not saved, or somebody who is not right with God, or whose heart has been touched by the Spirit of God through the music and the singing and that wonderful song Barry gave us, and the Word of God, then, Lord, stir those folks. We pray that someone would come making a commitment to Jesus. We pray in His name. Amen. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. I think that's 350 or 355. 155? All right, will you come and lead us, Brother Brian? We're going to sing that. Service will be over in a moment. If God has spoken to your heart about any matter, would you do what he says to do? You may be able to settle it right where you are. Maybe you need to come and kneel at the altar or make some commitment or do what God tells you to do. While we sing, just a couple of stanzas of this hymn.